If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. is a mess. Get your ass in here. Welcome to Fly on the Wildin' Podcast. This is a show where we talk about influencing, dating, and just recording it all for the world to see. I am your neighborhood-friendly black girl, Amber. And I am Ben. Ben, you're back. I'm I've back. missed you. I'm, I did miss you. You did? I, I did, yes. I missed. I was a little jealous, you know. Jelly? A little jealous. Of Vinny and Raven? Yeah. It looks like you were having a good time without me. I mean, it's always a good time. I am sucking on a cough drop. Yeah, that fr- that fucking cough drop better not make a guest appearance the, on the show. The okay? past two weeks, I've been sucking on cough drops and not on titties. When you're sick, you just don't want to fuck. Like for me, when I'm sick, I'm like, I because every time you try to like kiss me, I like, <laughs> cough in your mouth. I was like, your dick still works. Like, what? Why? You don't. Have I don't to know. Be, like, <laughs> am I crazy? You don't have to be well to. Put it down. I don't think you have to. I be. just was like, I'm gonna get all my germs in your pussy, and I don't have to kiss you to sleep with in your you. mouth. That's true, but it's your more dick fun that doesn't way. have a, the flu. Just you did. <laughs> this is crazy. Dick flu. I just I, this already is unhinged. Here's the thing. So you went to the doctor, and they told you. They said you're no. You, you know me. Y'all love being sick. They told you. You're not sick anymore, but you are going to have a a cough for a couple of weeks. No. So does that this woman, mean this woman does that said mean I weeks. can't sleep with you because you can't because you might be coughing? Yeah, it's just when I'm coughing, you're like humping. <coughs> 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 that is disgusting, man. We have to. <coughs> Sorry, I pretend to cough and then I did cough, but like humping, coughing, like. <coughs> Also, this woman, when I went to the doctors, she was like, I'm going to give you um, what the rappers use. I was like, what is she talking about? Like, what Oh, the she... doctor. Not, yeah. Oh, you know, typically, when I went to the doctor. Typically, we were saying this woman, you're talking about me. So the I was woman, like, what? Usually, this woman, the doctor, because women can't be doctors, Amber. No, they can be, but the the context was unclear. Okay, so All right, you went so to I the go doctor. to the doctor, yeah. and the doctor comes in, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to prescribe you some things. I'm going to prescribe you what the rappers use. I was like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, cough syrup. And I was like, something about that sounds racist to me. Like, oh, I was like, I don't think like, Kudrick Lamar does lean. Like benzos and codeine. Yeah, and like, like the per- cough syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. Yeah, she was trying. She was going for a she funny. She was trying to be cool. She was trying to be with it. 
It didn't land with you. Takashi six nine maybe. I that's the only rapper I know raps about lean. It's so funny because you go back and forth between being like down and funny and corny and so stuck up. You know what I mean? Like like prudish. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Before we even get into the show, no, just about 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 tons of things, Ben. Okay, so we're gonna. I'm, what, I'm wait, what, to did, what, did, what did I just say that made you think my prude? We had a conversation earlier today about something where you were being a little bit prudish. But what did I just say about that made you think I was a Because you're like, about oh, you're, you think the rapper is like, that was a weird comment to make. But any other day, you'd be like making those comments too. I'm not, I'm not a racist Asian doctor prescribing cough syrup. No, she was making a point of like, like, she was trying Rappers to make a joke. do rap about stuff like that. She was trying to make a joke, and I yeah, Percocet, I like, right, Molly she's... Percocet, like they do rap about like medicine. But cough, I mean, to say like I'm going to prescribe to you what the rappers, like all collective rappers, do cough syrup. I thought was a little bit okay. racist. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring. I'm going to find a way to bring up later in the episode what we were uh, talking about earlier today. Okay. Okay, yeah, we can we can we can go there. Well, it, we can just talk about it now. You want to talk about it now? Okay, wait. I can be pretentious. That's what you're saying. Not pretentious, but like sometimes you're down and with it, and sometimes you're like, oh, "Excuse me, I, I, I touch my pulse." I, my, but before I want people to stay on and listen. So before before we talk about before we get into what we're talking about right now, what I do want to do is remind y'all. Yeah, we're gonna be live in ATL, ho. We're gonna be live in Atlanta. Battle on in the Adel. Adel. You're still trying to make that work. Is just stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. We're going to be live in Atlanta on December 20th at City Winery. Please be sure to buy your tickets to our live show. It's Fly on the Wallin', but you know, it's the podcast on steroids. So it yep. feels more like a variety show. So come order some wings, order some wine, and enjoy a night of us, you know. We are the Loving cheapest city winery show, really. I are think, we? I think we are one of the cheapest ones. I'll cry about that later this week, but me, you make sure you go buy your tickets. Now, let's talk about this. Okay, so I'm just going to lay it all out there. So I feel like sometimes I have like uh, a, kink, a more kinkier side than Ben does. For example, I like sending Ben like nudes a little bit, like pictures of my titties i won't i won't put my face in it but i liked the flirt of like oh i haven't seen you in a while let me send you like a fun video of me showering or whatever uh-huh. ben hates this he's always like what you don't know where i am i could be opening you know, this in front of the parents you so know like, what, where i'm what i'm most likely doing i'm sitting in story time at the public library and i open up and there's amber's titties and i'm there's moms just all around me being like what's that i was like oh just my wife's you know goods i don't like how do what yeah, but you my man. Like, I, I can't send you a picture almost, of my booty. You can. That's totally fine. It almost feels like a flasher. You know, you're yeah, just like going, was, around your, you're just going said. around your day. I showed and Ben a video of me. Down and just flashes. I showed Ben a, a video of me showering at the gym. And he was like, ugh. Like, this feels like a, a flasher. I'm like, yeah, but like, look at the suds. Like, this, no, I, I look I good right here. I didn't say that wasn't my response. Was, oh, yeah. I was like, I get that. But when I get texts like that without any precursor, without any foreplay. I know, that's what makes it hot. No, that's what makes me get written up at the library. Why written you up get at written the, up at, at the my li- gym, at the little kids' gymnastics. So I'm like, I'm trying to record. But you were like that before too, Ben. Like in the beginning, like, I, like when we first started dating, 
I feel like you've always been anti-nudes, anti- Because you, know, you, said, you said you had an ex-girlfriend that, like, took a picture of you without your permission or something. That did so. happen once, and I didn't, that didn't, that wasn't very nice. No, no. Uh, but also, I just, I read a lot of stories of kids killing themselves, and a lot of the moments of kids killing themselves has to do with, like, nudes circulating around the yeah, school. but that's child pornography, Right, and so I just always think about this is amateur how people, porn. <laughs> this is different. Uh, how people send. I just when, think it's funny that you pay sixty dollars a month in, in porn subscriptions, but when I send you some titties for free, you're <laughs> well. I I'm preparing myself when I like when I go to the porn website. I know what I'm getting. When I open up my phone and I'm trying to look for my kid's calendar. Where I gotta go for her next event, <laughs> soccer practice, and I see some tits in my face, and I'm you know ordering at the the local coffee shop. It's a little jarring. I like them, but like I don't want to. I don't want a hard on trying to get coffee. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I I see the dilemma now. Okay, so when am I allowed to send you nudes? Like just like let me know. I'm gonna send you a nude. That's so fucking. I don't like that. I like the spontaneity of it. Respect my boundaries. I, w- I, ha- I have to. I have to. What what say you, YouTube? Uh, I feel like you're the, o- the only man in America that's going to be like, God, my wife's tits. Come on. Give me a warning first. <laughs> Jeez. Um, oh, man. I need uh, another lasange. I, I, I have all these. A lasange. A lasange. <laughs> a, a French cough drop, a if reco- you will. A recola. I... I this whole past week, I've been coughing. I really understand why old people want to die. <laughs> no, because they no. always just have a cough. And they're they just, they have like snot and, and the drainage. Okay. And I, I get it. You have drainage 24-7. I would fucking kill myself. <laughs> I, I would die. I don't want people to uh, just turn this off now. So we're going to keep going. I really I want to hear. I, I really the elderly now more. Mm-hmm. I really want to hear from y'all in the YouTube comments and so much so to the point where I'm going to start picking out some YouTube comments that I'd love to see. Here's some. I know this was like two episodes ago, but here's some from the YouTube episode featuring Vinny. Uh, we got one from Eden Valdez 7596. Why do men always do the tasks that don't need to be done daily? Amber always makes me feel seen. You know, on that episode, we were talking about, you know, this man, he's like, I mean, I mow the grass. Oh, I do my grass. part with yeah. the house. Yep. It's like, why do y'all always do that? Uh, so thank you, um, Eden Valdez. We got another one here from Jessica Higgins, 2047, says this was such a fun episode. It was like talking with friends, which is so that's, the goal. That's what we're going That's for. literally what a podcast should feel like. So hashtag goals. Um, this last one's from Asha Mystique. This was a great watch right after the HR one as I put up furniture at 4 a.m. Laughing my Ooh. ass off. Y'all got great chemistry. I was cracking the fuck up just as much as if Ben was there. You were missed, baby. And I really do think you would have enjoyed Vinny talking about his frozen mice in the fridge. Oh, yeah. That, that's How do awesome. You feel, what are your thoughts about that? I think it's brilliant. I, th- I, I've really? always said. Buying my, mice in bulk. Is I think brilliant. just having different animals is cool. It's just for the Like experience. frozen and unfrozen. Yeah. But also if Wild wanted a snake, you have a snake and then you feed the snake mm-hmm. the mouse. And I think that would if be a Wild good. If Wild wanted a what? A snake. You get her a snake. No. Get a little, you know, aquarium, a reptilarium, reptile, reptilarium, reptile. Anyway. She's not getting a snake, baby. If she wanted to, we, we can cross that bridge when we get there. We're not getting there. We can We're not cross going that, that route. 
We're not going that route. Why why are you against snakes? Women and snakes have always had a good relationship. Who are you thinking about? Britney Spears? I think just in general, Eve. Eve. Generally, women and snakes have been a good pairing. Women snake pair was Britney Spears. I think she's she's greater than Eve. Sure. I while's not getting a snake, maybe we can table that until we come back to uh, Imperfect Parent. Mm. You want to hop into our first segment? But I just I'm curious why. What do you have against snakes? Like, I don't fuck with snakes. We're not homies. Because they're, they bite. They're, they're, some of them are there to like, choke you. Babies they're bite. They're there to choke you out humans and make you suffocate. You I don't want to be around you. humans to suffocate me. I don't like a But not all snakes bite, A snake's though. main functionality is to like bite you and suffocate you so it can eat you. That's not all snakes. There's certain kind of snakes. Not, not, That's species. Here we go. Amber. Not You're all snakes. You're assuming. Not all snakes. Yeah. If someone were like, uh, um, what all, is a snake's main humans, function? All humans choke people out. Some humans choke people out. What is a snake's main primary function, though? It, like all b- living creatures, it's to reproduce, it's to uh, hunt, it's to, um, you know, find in, in the snakes or cold-blooded creatures to find warmth, to shed its skin, to grow and develop. You know, it, it's, And bite and constrict. It eats food, yes, like we... It just doesn't appeal to me. Something that's just like slithering through the... its room, that's no good. What I don't was your want that first? experience what what did a snake ever do to you has a snake ever hurt you almost really if i'm like on a walking path or whatever it's coming into my space even though like this path is like concreted and paved so that i can just go on a little hike who created the concrete pave humans, humans. we went through the we no, went no, through no. the snake's I'm, habitat i don't like humans either but you still you would i do like humans you do like humans I'm saying I'm I bet curious. snakes don't fuck with us either. They don't want to be bought. They want to be left the hell alone. So I'm just I'm just respecting what a snake wants. Do you love your child wild? Yes. She can get other animals. But if she was like, I love I'm gonna be a snake charmer. She would, can do that once she can verbalize that, but I'm not getting her no snake at age okay. seven. And like then I it, said, we cross that bridge it, when we get and there. And then it slithers out and it co- goes around the house. I've seen every childhood movie of a kid with a snake. That snake does not stay in the the box. Yeah. The rectangular box. Can we please get into the show? Yeah. You're not getting no snake. No, you're not going to like research and article me with that. The first segment of our show is called Hashtag Influenced. It's time for the hashtag. Hashtag Influenced. Silence. <clears throat> this segment is where we talk about, you know, being creators on the internet and yeah. So Ben... We want to talk today about gatekeeping a little bit, because sometimes we've seen when an influencer shouts out uh, a spot that they've recently visited to a very, very popular influencer. I'm not talking about us. We're like, you know, mid tier babies. I'm talking about like Keith Lee. Yeah, I hate that man. I, we we, we love we love Keith Fuck you, Lee. Keith Lee. I'm just kidding. We love Keith Lee. But Keith Lee recently reviewed one of our favorite burger spots it's in It's like LA. the only place we could freaking walk to. We were walking there to get burgers, and he recently reviewed it. And now what is typically the fallout? Usually there's like lines around the block and such. But I, my thing with this, and oh, by the way, I do love Keith Lee. He's great. He's such, he's such like a kind person. Very kind. He's like, if I... If I give a review a bad if i give a restaurant a bad review mm-hmm. he always clarifies it he tells people don't go and bomb give their yelp hate, review but like, he's like go try it yourself you know what i mean uh 
My thing is that he reviewed a restaurant that was already sort of popular, was making enough money. But then when influencers go and give more publicity, then it becomes more popular than the locals can't access that anymore. So what I mean, we're we're doing fine with one less burger a week. But yes, continue. It's so good. And it's very good. Like his review actually is very good. It's called Burgers Never Say Die. You're you're, blu- you're busted up I our know, spot too. I know I'm busted up, and it comes with. He didn't even do the cheese sauce. That was bad. He didn't review the cheese sauce, but it's very nostalgic. It's like an old school, very flat, yeah. thin, uh, old school like McDonald's a nacho cheese energy. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So he reviews it, and now it gets more popular. So my thing is, should influencers not review like already popular restaurants? Sort of like. I don't Oh, was that popular before? Yeah, I mean, people, yeah, yeah, it's always been a popular spot. And quarter sheets too. I hope he doesn't go to quarter sheets. If Keith Lee goes to you quarter are, sheets, every week you sit down and shout it out. Again, we don't have the I don't have the, the influence following like and the Keith power Lee. that Keith. But you know, this 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 podcast can pop off at some point for real, for real. And then they're gonna go back and be like, oh, Ben, ben said it, whatever. But you know what? I actually did this with my nail tech at one point. Like every time oh, I go visit her, funny. I also love my nail tech. Her name is Rose. We are now also like gym buddies. We go out and drink together sometimes. She's mm. a really great person. And um, early on, I was like, this girl is super talented. So I was shouting her out. And then one time I couldn't get on her books. I was like, yo, like nothing's open. She's like, girl, like you keep tagging me and people keep coming over here. And I was like, God damn it. My sister was like, you should have gate kept this information. So, oh, I see what you mean by gate. Yeah, yeah, that kind of like a, a oh. comically gatekeep, not like, you know, you know, restricting access from like jobs and very, very important things. But you know how like the Internet will laugh about like you better gatekeep girl boss and gaslight. Yeah. You heard that? I've never heard that. I, in my I life. figure. I figure. I was like one girl, girl boss. Like, like we're, we're going to girl boss our way through life. Like, it's okay. kind of like a little bit of delusion. Like, hey, girly pop, have you thought about like selling essential oils? Like, that's that like girl pop. It's like a pyramid scheme. I am not on that internet enough. Right. right. Oh, God. It sounds, those kinds of people sound so annoying. They're predatorial, but they use like the lingo of like, hey, bestie, ever thought about being your own boss? Oh, it's like, uh, like a pyramid type of thing, right. creating pyramid schemes. Right. Trying to sell their free course. It's like the first course Correct. free and then for a small fee of $30,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can work from home. Mm-hmm. You can be that mom entrepreneur you've always it's wanted so to be. It's so easy to be rich Girl type boss. Of thing. Yeah, you're a girl boss. Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. So there's like that. dialogue about like we're going to gatekeep girl boss and gaslight our way through life or whatever. Oh, so it's I was making using, fun of those kinds of people. Yes, it was using gas. It was using gatekeeping, like the the comical sense. Yeah. I, I, I hate when I have to do this with you. Break, but explain break down basic like a third internet. tier internet meme. You know, you know how that's like like explaining a meme to a parent, and you're like, okay, this is. It's funny. like learning a different language. Yeah, you're you're a translator. I have to do that for Ben all the time because mm-hmm. typically it'll be something cultural, and then it'll be something like reality TV zeitgeist with another joke about that one Soldier Boy Breakfast Club interview. It'll It'll be like, Under a soundbite like, that's un- referencing yes. a different su- Survivor reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, so this is funny because when New York was left Flavor Flav, she said this. And then that's funny because, and then by the time I've explained it to, the, to you that many times, it's just like, at what point do I need to just give up? And she's like, why are you writing it all down? And I'm like, God, oh, I'm going to forget it. I remember one time you trying to explain something to me that was like a... It was like a Star Wars, like, it was like a Hans shot first. Oh, yeah. But then it was like three other things. 
you were like, okay, this is funny because like Hoth is this thing. And I was like, maybe I just missed it. Yeah, that's okay. We and miss that's okay. things. It's okay. But I also like to learn and understand everything. See, I don't want yeah. anything gatekept from me. I want to learn everything. But then you want to gatekeep from others. Yeah. Well, also, I also don't like when things like Burgers Never Say Die get even more popular when, like, than they should but you're, be. But you're a part of the problem. I I want to be the one that releases the information to the world. Oh, you want attention? Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. I'm the one that wants attention. That makes sense. Oh, speaking of, so we're going to pivot for a second because Ben actually showed me this really interesting video the other day. Tell, tell me how this video came on your page and then I'll play the video. I, uh, In I the just, internet world. I watch things on about relationships and I saw this video pop up about relationships because I've been really interested in learning more about Amber and I as a relationship. Because a lot of people, you know what they do? They, Amber's looking at me like, really? That's news to me. You, you want to learn about our relationship or relationships in general? Our relationship. Like making our relationship better. Because I think oh, we're at this point like where we're married. We're for the most part happily married. Can't even send a goddamn we picture of my it. titties without, yeah. put, without pushback. We have a, yeah, but then we can talk about it. And I can be honest with you and without being, I like the titties. I just don't like the package it came in, which was through, you know, one zero one zero zero coding through the phone. Anyway, so I want our relationship to be better. So I'm, I'm learning and reading different kinds of books. And so I was researching books and I found a book called Fed Up that was being reviewed by this guy who does life coaching and I started watching a bunch of his videos and he talked about um, this concept that we're going to discuss. Okay. So this concept is called decision fatigue. Decision fatigue. Uh, Maybe I forgot what it was. Should I play the video first? Yeah. Okay. Play the video. An example where I added extra mental load for my wife. Blueberry muffins edition. So earlier, Alyssa made blueberry muffins. As our little one calls them. Fluffins. As she asked to be picked up and pointed to them saying fluffins, we know what that means, she wants some. I picked her up, put her in her high chair. As I was getting ready to feed the muffin to our toddler, knee jerk reaction, I yell over to Alyssa. Hey Alyssa, do you think that these muffins are too hot to feed to her? They just came out of the oven, Zach, of course they are. Immediately upon those words exiting my lips, I knew that was a stupid question to ask. I was there, I heard the timer, I saw them come out of the oven. I could see them steaming. In retrospect, I'm looking at the question I was asking was, can I just give her the whole muffin or do I need to cut it up and let it steam out? The fact is, if I had taken an extra 30 seconds to inspect the muffins, pull them out, feel it with my fingers, I would have known and tasted a little bit of it to know whether it was too hot or not. For many of you who know me, I talk about these tiny little examples all the time. For people that don't appreciate why these small examples matter, I don't know what she was doing in the other room, but if she's doing anything that requires a little bit of thought, she has to switch directions with her brain, answer the question and come back to it. Multiply that by one or five or 10 or a hundred things a day, that's called decision fatigue. If you'd like to understand this better or you need help talking about this with your partner, get the Mental Load 101 free download in my store. You be, you better sell it. You better sell it at the end. Okay, so we are learning on the internet about something called decision fatigue. Yes. This struck you because I do this to you all the time. Yes, you do. All the time. Oh, I'll be like, you don't look help for me, shit. Help, help me find my keys. Or I'll be like, hey, can you grab this thing where 
I'm doing this or that kind of thing. I, honestly, we both do it. Let's be real. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely but done I, it. I definitely. But but you were. Oh, my God. I remember this, Ben. When we first started dating, and I would say also like when we first moved in together. So maybe like year two or three. That's all a blur. All a blur. Year two or three. For context, we've been together about eight going on nine years. Ben just moved in with me. And even though he had unpacked his boxes and everything, he would ask me for the thing first, no matter what. And I ask Ben for things as a last resort. Mm -hmm. So if I needed some, if I needed uh, to find some sort of document that we needed to file taxes or something, I'm asking Ben because I have literally looked in the filing cabinet. I've looked through my email. I've looked through the Google files. I've even like looked at past emails with the person who prepares our taxes. And now I, after looking all of those places, I finally ask Ben, like, do you know where this thing is? And, you know, of, of course, Ben will be like, look, look, look here, look here. I was like, you should assume that I've done all of those things if I'm asking you. Whereas you're not like that. You'll be like, oh, Amber's right over there. Let me just ask her for it. I'm like, did you did you look for it? I was like, well, no, but, you, you know, you might know where it is. I'm like, I don't know where it is, Ben, because I'm working on this, like, editing thing. Like, why don't you go look for it? You're like, well, where should I start looking for it? I'm like, I don't want to have to make a decision right now, like, about something that I'm not looking for. Right. Yeah, that's, I think that's a related issue for sure of that's like the same you, thing it's like you can you have like don't be helpless like you have the wherewithal to so go look I, for it on your own i think one is like you have an intense insecurity about asking people for help in general because for you help asking for help is like a code for weakness i don't mind asking people for help i disagree no no, no let me let me clarify I like to ask people for help on things that I know I don't either have the capacity or access to myself. It's like a last resort. It also. is a last resort. I, I do not have the contacts that this person has. So now I need to ask for help. But I'm not going to ask her for help on something I can like easily do myself. Right. Yeah. You like little like tasks and things like yeah. that. Yeah. For sure. I, I've always been of the opinion that. I'm going to ask someone's opinion for anything, whether it's helping me to find something menial like my keys or helping me solve a big old problem because I think like more brain power, the better. What this video taught me is that when I do with the menial things, like where my keys are instead of just putting them back always or even even the the this is sort of like asking for help. He's not really asking for help. He's just interrupting. And when he could have just done the thing on his own. Yes. Where sometimes I'm just disorganized. In this case, like, I need to learn that when I ask you to help me with something that I could easily do on my own, I'm interrupting your task. And that sort of prevents you from getting things done. So what I've started to do, because when I don't want to be interrupted, I'll be like, yo, I'm going to go write or I'm going to go read or I'm going to do, do this thing. Please do not interrupt me. If yeah, you, if you need help with something, just write it down and come to me later. Because the worst thing that can happen, I've discovered for me, and now I know why, is that I'll be doing something, cooking, and I get hear Amber calling down, can you bring up this water? Can you do this? So now I have to be like, okay, where's her water bottle? How much, you know? Um, did, did she say water or did she say tea? And so now I'm disrupted from cooking because you go, you went and asked me. So that decision fatigue is definitely something that I, I discovered that I do for you. And sometimes when you're irritable, it's because you've had to stop what mm -hmm. you're doing, go and, and do stuff. I think that's different than asking someone for help, you know? 
I th- I think in a sense he was asking for help, but he didn't need the help. Right. He didn't so need that, the help. So I think what we experience a lot of is or I experience a lot from you is asking for the help when you don't need the help. You're kind of just being lazy. Yeah. So it's like or, if you can't find your wallet that I never touch, I never have anything to do with your wallet. That stuff infuriates me. He's talking about like, taking res- more responsibility too. Right. Like he's like, like why take- don't I just like instead of being lazy, why don't I just like cut the muffin, assess it, and then go from there? You know what he also talks about when someone's doing something and you think you're being helpful, you'd be like, "What do you want for dinner tonight?" Right? Right. That that question can make me go insane when someone asks me that question, especially if I'm doing something because now I have to stop and think, "What do I want for yeah. dinner?" Where you could. He suggests. <laughs> this reminds me of that time I, I almost cussed your mom out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When oh she my was God. taking care of me, your Ben's mother is. I, I I cannot say enough incredible things about my mother-in-law, but when she came to take care of me, when I was uh, postpartum, again, I, I'm I'm such a brat. It got to a part where she was asking me so many questions. Just make a decision. I was, she was like, Amber, like, I really want to make sure you have a good dinner tonight. You know, you just had a baby. I'm like, oh, thank you. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, like sit, I'm seated. And- I'm bleeding. She's like, what do you want for dinner tonight? I was like, oh, whatever you make is totally fine. She's like, so maybe like a bee for like a ham. I'm like, like yeah, what? just you got yeah, it. Yeah, you, whatever. It's like, well, do you, would you like, like, which green bean or which like a green bean matter. versus I was like, like maybe like just a piece of carrots. It. I was like, no, just literally whatever you make. And she was like, okay, well, I mean, walking through each, walking through each fucking, fucking food group. And I was, and I, and at one she point, went through the whole pyramid, the whole fucking pyramid. And I looked at her mom, I was like, you've had four fucking kids. <laughs> like, I think you, you can, can make, make dinner. Yeah. I was like, Miss Judy, if you ask me one more question about this dinner. She's like hurt. That's decision fatigue. Yeah, That's it, a yes, so, yes. and you think you're being helpful. So when I come to Amber and. Um, and I'll say, okay, what do you want for dinner? That question's not as helpful as saying something like, what would you like for dinner? I'm going to do roasted potatoes and yeah. beef, or I'm going to do lasagna. And now you have a choice and you don't have to think. Or, or being like, I'm I'm going to make roasted uh, beef and potatoes. Does yeah. that sound good to you? Now you can just say yes or no. And then you, yeah. if you want to think like, no, I'm really into Chinese, like, got it, right? And then... And then you can go ahead and move from there. So he talks about like being helpful at times when you're not being direct and to the point. Yeah, can actually be disruptive and cause more decision fatigue. Right. I think also like this is the reason, right? This is the reason why I love going to a restaurant that does five things because all throughout the day I am making decisions about like which font looks the best, which sound mm. looks the best. Should I be doing three clips a week for the podcast or four? Which guests should I put on this month? So Fuck that. that. So I like it. It's the set menus. I'll do you even better. Me- a set oh, menu. You, you don't me? have to make a any decision. E- they oh, give you one option. Oh, 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 a set menu. Or even, I, I've told you this in the past, this, this right here, just, set menu this is just though. a major unlock for yeah, yeah, Right. This is a major unlock for me because... I think in the past, I I, I I would tell you all the time, I was like, I love when we go to a restaurant, you order for me. Like, it just turns me on. But what's oh, really happening is I don't have to make a decision. Yeah, because you've been making decisions all day. And it's attractive to me that somebody is like, you're probably like out of gas. Let me let me choose the restaurant. Let me choose what you're eating. Let me just take care of you for the night. And that's why sometimes I love going home to my mama's house because there's something about being home. My mom... Is kind of like a steamroller, 
which actually benefits me when I go home sometimes. Like, I'm, she makes every—she does not ask you what you want for dinner. She's making dinner. It's at 7 p.m. You can have some or not. Now, <coughs> sometimes it's like another night of fish sticks. Here we go. But it's like— you it's consistent. Go by. It's, it's yes. consistent, and you don't have to worry about that decision. You can spend your mind energy reading a book. You can spend your energy solving problems. You can send you, you use your energy being girl boss, gatekeeping, yay! Uh, you know, selling your hundred k dream to yeah. uh, people on the internet. And this fucking guy also from the influencer perspective, he's doing a great job selling himself as a, a life coach. Yeah. Selling his sessions because that video went super viral. So I'm sure he got some people to sign up for his one on one coaching, whatever. But like sh- like when when a, when a creator does a good job of showing me the thing that you do in real time and then sell it to me. Chef's kiss. Hopefully he made some good money because, I mean, that was just a textbook example. You ready to move to the next segment? Yeah, next segment. The next segment of our show is called Imperfect Parent. Imperfect Parent. This segment is where we talk about what's going on in our little baby's world. For those of you who do not know, we have currently a 19-month-old child. She'll be two in April of 2024, whenever you're listening to this. But yeah. Let's talk about Wild. That's her name. Yeah. What's going she's, on with her? She's been putting us through the ringer. What's ringer. that face, Amber? She's been teething, and this isn't the front teeth. You know, you know, front teeth are just for show. Yeah. Those back teeth are actually like- Those the, are pushing the through. The back teeth are the worker bees, okay? The unsung heroes like of the mouth. Pushing up through the gums, like crawling Exactly, out exactly. Bloody. And as Vinny and I laughed about, the wisdom teeth are just like, no one invited you to this party. Why are you coming in and moving everyone to the side? I wasn't there for that, so I don't know what you're referencing. Oh, you don't listen to the show when you're not no, on? No, I did. I did. Interesting. I did. But yeah, so she's got some teeth that are like clawing their way to the surface. And she, as a result, she is clawing her way through our faces. She bit my nipple. Literally. She's she been, like bit she's my nipple. She's been it, gra- it, biting. She's been slapping. And it, we've been doing a lot of like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm petrified a lot of I've been I've okay here's a strategy that I've been using that I feel like I saw on Big Little Feelings okay. which is another uh, you know uh, Instagram that I follow about how to curtail some of this behavior so when whenever she is sitting in my lap and making the choice to slap me besides the obvious is like no you do not mm. hit mommy and making her say sorry if she slaps me more than once she's not sitting in my lap anymore yeah I'm like, you do not get to sit in mommy's lap if you're going to continue, if you're going to continue this. And that, you know, you know, she loves mommy's lap. Mommy's lap is like, I love mommy's lap. (laughs) Not in video form, though. Yeah. Right. We're we're learning. We're learning these things about each other. But I I think that's one thing I've been using. But I mean, Ben and I, the other day, you know, we're, we're, we're team conscious parenting, hashtag gentle parenting over here. So the other day I was like, Ben, I think it's timeout season. I think it's like, cause we've created like a little room for her. Yeah. So I was like, I think it's the, tis the season of like, you got one minute in this room. Yeah. I mean, and of course she's like banging on the door, like doing the most. Locking her in her room. I'm not, I, I wasn't locking. I just like closed it and said like, I'm outside of the room, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what's going to work. So the big thing for the kids this age is finding replacement behaviors. So if a kid is biting you, you have to be like, okay, you want something to bite? And then I've been giving her these little bite um, 
like ball chewy things that she can bite. So it's like, okay, if you're biting, here's something cold that you can bite on. If you're hitting me, it's like, okay, you can give me a high five. So you say hit, hit for a high five and then gentle. And then I take her hand, I rub her hand on my face. Like then we're gentle on the face. So replacements, hair pulling, replacement behaviors. Yeah. And if you want something to pull, like here's, here's a toy. You can like pull your, your doll. You can pull this. Yeah. But and so it's finding that replacement that. behaviors. Yeah. And if you want to throw, you give them a ball. So like showing the appropriate time, because when you say no, you're just teaching like negative. Right. And kids, but kids life don't has under- some negative in there. Yeah. But there's a little negative. They don't, have, they don't in have the developmental capacity to understand of like, okay, no, now what? You know, I got you. So, so what you have to do is you're training yeah. them, you teach them the replacement behavior. So that's what we've been trying to do. I know. But I don't I, know if timeouts are even appropriate for her age. I would like, I think I've always, I need I need the timeout. Yeah. Maybe you I need, need the timeout time out because I just can't deal with like a long day of like, computer fatigue and then I'm like oh, I just want to hold my child and then she's just like kicking Eating my ass shit out yeah like you. I like it's very hard for me in those moments to like want to find a were, behavior I just need to put her down sobbing this week I felt so bad I was like yeah. she's just she's just don't take it personally well she's also just not been sleeping like, yeah. so, so that kept us like remember that one night I was like we were going we back we have and not forth. experienced a night like this since she was an like a literal baby. This like little ninja can jump out of her bed. She can like get out her, of the bed. her crib. So we had to get rid of the crib because she was falling down off her crib. We had it the lowest setting. So either I build like a huge gate that crit traps her in. So we moved her to a bed, but now she can get out of her bed and then she opens up the door. Uh, yeah, she can she's open very up her clever. door. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's been, it's been challenging for sure. Yeah. So last night, actually last night, she got out of her bed, I think, three times, and both times I had to, I walked her back to her bed. I said, "Okay, get back in your bed." She went went to bed, slept for an hour, came back in, had to be all right. You got to walk back to your bed, <laughs> get back in your bed. Do you and, know what you eventually did? Oh, I think I just put her in our bed and went and slept in her bed. Yes. Yeah, so I woke up in the bed next to her. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're getting a full night of shut eye. I was, eye getting, I, I was so fed bed. up. I was so fed up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, why can't she can do a one minute timeout? You told me the other day you were like, I think we can like do a timeout age, at the age that they are. I so think, they're three a three minute I timeout. I'm not sure exactly. I need to look this up. There's a I have a lot of great books. There's a book I was reading called The Science of Mom, which is really good, and then also Crib Sheets is very good as well. Yeah, for those toddler ages, I need Ooh. to go and reread those and look at the data of when it's appropriate to start using timeout. And, and again, it all depends on the child. Right. Uh, but we've been definitely going through replacement behaviors, replacement behaviors, making sense that like consequences meet, like if she's hitting you, like or put her down. others, if she's hitting you or putting others and you're like remove her from the situation. Like say, you can't do that, but you can do this over here. Like right. you can't be in my lap, but I can put you on the side next to me. And I think that's totally fine. Totally appropriate. And, you know, she might get upset here and there. But it's been really helpful for me, replacement. And it works for humans as well. Like, I want to stop drinking coffee. That's a behavior that was just causing me so much anxiety. So I needed something to replace that. I've been drinking tea like I'm like I'm English, like I'm a British man <laughs> in the 1830s. Uh, and so that's my replacement behavior. It works all the time. So instead of just thinking of the negative, like I'm going to stop doing this thing. 
be like, I'm going to stop, but I'm going to do this thing instead. And that's been very, very helpful for me in my life. So I just think you and I need to decide on all of the replacement behaviors, because sometimes like you're just in a situation like if I'm at the grocery store and you're slapping me in the face, like I, I'm not near your toy chest. I'm not yeah. near a place where you can just like, like, of course, I can get creative about like, let me see what's in my purse. Mm. But like, it's hard. Like, do you remember well, the that's other good day? parenting, though? Do that's good. Parent is planning out like, hey, if she does these types of behaviors in different settings, what am I going to do when she does that? If she slaps him in the store, all right, so I stop, pull her aside, all right, we're gentle in the store, give her this. Or yeah. I have something and I bring something with me, all right, you're hitting me, we're not going to do hitting, but you can play with this sort of fidget toy yeah. or something. So you find, you make, um, you start to predict behaviors instead of just um going with the flow like being like oh you know i don't know like i'm going with her to the store so you know that she does these things you're going to the store plan for it yeah i'm down to do that i just feel like it's work it feels it's work and it feels like this is gonna this is temporary because she's definitely not always been like this it's not temporary people think this is temporary but this is how kids grow up to be hitters is that they were never given replacement behaviors when these behaviors first started coming up yeah that's the whole point of uh parenting like especially at this age kids develop habits now that they use when they're in kindergarten right yeah. why do some kids hit more in kindergarten now because their parents never addressed it when they were one and a half years old so i i think we think this is gonna that's the most dangerous idea by the way i think as a parent to think that oh they'll just grow out of this behavior kids don't just grow out of behavior right they learn behavior that's yeah. kids are so well, I know, so I just masterminds think at learning. If we do this long enough, she will eventually stop. If Absolutely. we do replacements long enough, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I was but also we have to be disciplined about saw, it, which we are. Yeah, I, I I'm committed to doing this, obviously, like whatever Wild needs. And I don't like being hit in the fucking face yeah. after a long day at work. Didn't but, make a funny TikTok video. Amber made a hilarious video of you trying to put her to sleep and she you, you put me actually makeup on to show oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, eye. this is yeah, I But actually I, that came from a true place of pain. Suffering. <laughs> I was like, okay, you cry, made this funny, make but, it funny. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that literally the very, story of our lives. Actually, like upset. Truth and comedy has been the story of our lives. I actually saw this really great TikTok the other day. Um, I follow this. Um, he's a black male therapist. Um, I will. I can't. I, like, it's like the um, the numbers and the letters of his name. I don't know how they're correctly pronounced, but I okay. will. I will. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Um, but he was basically he made this video that is was essentially talking about like how bad parenting will eventually affect kids relationships with their siblings like if you've mm. ever grown up and like you don't get along with any of your siblings and your parents always like I don't know what's wrong with your sister I don't know what's wrong with your whatever whatever like how those like when you were just talking about how mm. like the lack of replacement behaviors lead to you know, growing up and not being good at replacement behaviors or, or substitutions and things like that. So it, it was just a really interesting, like, take about, like, how sibling dynamics are also affected by... I mean, it makes sense. Bad leadership just seeps down. Yes. And it's funny because people think, oh, my sister is this or my brother is that. It's like, well, whose fault is Who it that, that, or that, that they of? didn't bring the two of you together and repair the harm? Right? Or if your one parents parent are the is only talking ones. shit about your sibling to you yeah, that, and then goes to the other sibling and talks shit about you, like you're eventually going to hate your sister or your brother or your whoever. But it's sort of even teachers. We we're, we know that if two kids are fighting, fighting in a classroom, who gets blamed for that? 
Well, it's usually the teacher. The teacher didn't see that coming. They didn't deal with the issue in yeah. the classroom. They didn't bring sit them down, bring the parents in, try to have those kids talk to each other. So if two kids are constantly fighting, well, that's the parents' responsibility to bring those kids together. Maybe, you know, yeah. uh, have them do something, sign them both up for a sport or take them both to the zoo or do something yeah. with them to foster that relationship. Or it's about how, like, parents do sometimes like using other children as scapegoats. That's also like, fascinating, the idea of pinning one kid against the other. Yeah, to just get, so you can, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're, if you're beefing with one kid... And then you bitch about that other kid. Yeah, to your or if other you call kid. one kid your favorite, and then uh, your other, you're like, "Well, you're my." Well, that's obviously going to ca- like, well, cause uh, dissensions among correct. the ranks. Correct. So just thinking about, I, I know we only have the one child, but I remember thinking about like, I remember watching that and thinking like, "Wow, bad parenting can affect." A d- multiple parties like it affects it's, the it's whole not, it, yes it doesn't just affect like child to parent uh-huh. it affects child to child child to dad it's child to great teacher. reason not yeah. to have two kids just okay. ki- i'm kidding yeah, the more yeah, i yeah. watch bluey the more i want two kids i was telling you uh, this because blue and bingo have just this really beautiful dynamic i've actually been learning i've been starting to play some of the bluey games with yes. wild and she loves it like follow the leader they that was from a bluey episode you saw wild me and her were doing follow the leader no, and wild was like follow the leader follow she you know she Bro, speaks bluey is like they got the writer's room down yeah like, so Eight minute good. episodes of just pure sobbing. Yes. Have you watched Sleepy Time yet? I haven't. Oh, you got to watch Sleepy. Got, just, Sleepy I, Time is my favorite episode. Yeah. The, oh, there's it's like such cosmic good and it deals with dreams and imagination. Maybe and I have. Developed Does it. it have different animation in it? No, no, no. Okay, there's but one Bluey episode that has like different kinds of animation in it. Bingo's Bingo is trying to stay in her bed for the whole night on her own for the first time. Oh, Those okay. Don't to, spoll, like, don't spoil. Yeah, it's only eight minute so episodes. Good. Yes, y'all. As we love Miss Rachel, but Bluey is like I would, Bluey is com- becoming. Like I would a actually do a whole two. podcast where we just break down all the parenting lessons inside Bluey episodes. That Bluey, like, like oh, or or the one where uh, Chili's sister Brandy comes to visit. Uh, Ah, uh, if you Chili's the mother, and, and, it, it, and you're like, oh my god, this is a really deep theme right here. Like, so good. I don't want to spoil it, but so good. Or the Mother's Day episode where they reference uh, Chili's uh, miscarriage. Yes, I was like, this is a kids show. This and is they're dealing with epic. the trauma of miscarriage and yes, woo. yeah, but it's, it's so not good. so heavy handed. It's not, and if you you might miss it if you don't watch closely enough. Bingo, it's Bingo and Bluey. It's just in. Fabulous dynamics between these two kids. They're not going to grow up hating each other. Oh, they love each other. They have each other's backs no matter what. Yes. And I love my siblings dearly. Hello, Alicia. I know you listen to the show. I love you. I hope you have a great day at work. Um, Anyway, you want to move on to the next segment? Mm -hmm. The next segment of our show is called I Do's and Don'ts of Relationships. I do, I do. I do, I do. I do, I do. I do, I do. Anyway, we have some exciting things happening in the world of I do's and don'ts of relationships. Now, instead of you submitting, we we have letters right now that we're going to finish out and read, but we want y'all to flood our new hotline. So we have a hotline that we want you to call from now on because we want to hear your voices. Y'all hear our voices nonstop all the time, and a podcast should feel like a conversation amongst friends, and now we can actually hear y'all's voices. So we want you to call one 
833-FOTW311. And then you will leave your voicemail. Sometimes we might like distort your voice. Just let us know if you would like that. But please call that number, leave a voicemail and tell us about your romantic relationship problem, your friend, your familial, whatever it is. Make sure y'all call us. We just want to hear your problems and then we want to solve them. That part, or as, or we want to tell you what we would do instead. Okay, we got one fun letter and then one a little bit more serious. Okay, this one, short and sweet. Dear Fly on the Wallen, this is a question for your podcast, but not relationship advice. I watch these couples go on tattoo far. Choose and they choose secret tattoos for each other. Some are sweet, some are funny, some are very shady. Some are all three. What tattoos would you secretly choose for each other? Have you Aww. seen the show before, Babs? I I think I've seen like clips on it. Yeah, or, on like you've shown me a, a clip about it or something. Yes, it's typically like frenemies go on the show and then they'll tattoo like, like something terrible. I remember yeah, like some a of them. dog collar. It's like that's because you a bitch. Dad. Yeah, I remember you showing me that maybe early on in our relationship. But I would not put a dog collar on you. you. I would do something super sweet. I would probably get like a really beautiful picture of your grandma who passed away. And I would have that put on you. Yeah. Wow, that is very sweet. I do not want an an elder (laughs) space on my body. Just like maybe the dates she lived. That's cute. Maybe. I don't know. Just but, then, but then what her. happens if another grandparent passes? This is have to go yeah, together. you're gonna they, get all the grandparents. Yes. Actually, by the end, it's you'll gonna look like a full, like a, a record, a date book of every lost elder on my a back. Ch- a church Bible. Yeah, literally, like you <laughs> the know, family the back, Bible. The family yeah. Bible that has like the family tree. <laughs> just like this, you know, this is my great great. I, I know, I know. You liked your grandma. I remember. Yes, uh, yes I definitely. You liked her. your grandma, and I remember you feeling a little sad that Wild never got to meet her. Yes. Yeah, and I remember. Oh, if we had kids sooner, I was like. Okay, that's a weird reason to have kids sooner. But people do think that way. Fuck yeah, they think that um, way. People get married I, early and have yeah. kids early just so a but grandparent. Were, absolutely. And I get that. But you were satisfied that she got to come to our wedding. And we actually have her little signature. Yeah. And, I look um, at it every day. Yeah. In that downstairs bathroom. And you're taking a private shit. Or pee. Or pee. You know, it's so funny because... Oh, because actually when I, I stand when I pee, so I my back faces it, but you pee sitting down, so it makes sense. I, I was like, wait, how could she see it when she's peeing? And I realized that women, most women pee sitting down. Yeah, it makes sense now. Got, Got you. It. Yeah. Had to connect the dots. Mm-hmm. I, that's hilarious. I think also I remember thinking, I remember saying something like that out loud and then thinking to myself, like, like all, like... Like all Ben's grandparents are dead, <laughs> so I feel so shitty because yeah, like you you really didn't even meet most of your grandparents, right? Uh, like of the four, I, yeah, half. I you was, met two, and I then was didn't. five and zero. Oh. I guess fifty fifty. Okay, 50, I was 50. like, wait, there was a fifth. No, sorry, I was I was batting five hundred as far as dead grandparents goes. So when did your last grandparent pass? Uh, like two thousand six. Got it. They they passed sort of close to each other. It was like 2006 yeah. and 2004 or something. So my paternal grandfather passed first, but I knew I still knew him for many yeah, years. I knew him. my great grandfather like that's, when that's, I was a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, like my grandpa's dad. Mm-hmm. I definitely knew him. Or my grandpa's. No, you want you want you ready to be gagged? I think I'm I'm pretty sure I've met my grandpa's grandpa. Like when I was a kid, but you gotta think about people were having kids when they were eighteen. Uh, yeah, eighteen. You know, yeah, eighteen, yeah. fifteen, Closer. twelve. Shit, yeah. it's just horrible things. But not not healthy. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I have to answer the question about what I would tattoo on you. Hmm. Hmm. I think if I'm being completely honest with myself, I would probably not do something sweet. I would probably do something that was like a little bit of a joke. I feel like you like fart a lot. So maybe like I would put some little like fart cloud puffs like going out the back of your drawers. You know what I'm saying? Like on my butt? Yeah. Like, okay. You know, like when you wear boxers or whatever. No, I I get the image. You don't have to explain it. And then I would probably put some like little farts, like like some little three dimensional stinky farts. Or you remember like how. Coming out of my anus. Yeah. You like you remember how like Pigpen was depicted on Charlie Brown? It'd be like that energy. I've so, been farting less because I've been drinking less coffee. I know, but it just would be funny. Like if I'm thinking about something that would just be like funny. So you us. associate me with farts? Like that's yeah. Or I would do them like up the back, like like out the top of the thing. Uh, that's adorable. Thank you. Your farts are. Your farts definitely have gotten better. I remember during Obama's farewell speech in 2016, we were watching at a friend's house, and I you farted. And I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. We, he was doing it in Chicago. We were all in Chicago. I farted so bad because they had some nachos. It was like sort of a whole – we had like a yeah. party. Um and I just ate something rancid. It was at uh, our friend uh's place where she had that really hot guy who would always like get undressed naked. He was like her neighbor. Oh, naked chef. Yes, naked chef. I yeah. do remember that. Here's the thing, Ben. Everybody farts, right? But you will know you have a fart coming and remain seated. Like I think I'm trapping it almost, in. No, you're not. You are never. You are never trapping the fart in. So I'll if, never stop trying. I have some gnarly farts too, but I'll be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna step outside for a call." You know, like I can play it off. I remember. You don't do that. I, actually, at that moment, at Obama's farewell speech, I actually farted in the bathroom and I carried it outside with me. I farted <laughs> in the bathroom, and I remember going. I just, and, I'm gagged that you remember a fart from 2016. It was so bad. And so, so why would you, why would you wonder why I would do something like this on, on the tattoo front? I mean, there's other great things about me. Would you like me to? I don't know. You're good. Maybe You're like, good. okay, you know how like the thinking man. I would do that, but but it would be like a self-portrait of you like on the toilet reading. Mm-hmm. We actually saw one of the originals, one of the casts. Is it a Rodin? The Rodin. Rodin. I mean, he made it a cast. There's like a hundred of them, but. I'm saying, I think I would make you be the thinking man and you would be reading a book and then you would definitely be on the toilet and the toilet paper roll would be out. That's cute. Yeah, I do read. It's so funny. I actually had an ex who was like, when I get a house, um, I'll make sure I have a bookshelf in there uh, for you. When you come okay. and visit. First of all, what a keeper. How, did you, how did you fuck that up? Oh, she met like a uh, inspirational speaker or something. Oh. She went to get her PhD. And just now she had to up. put a, a micro- I was also, I was also, but you know, I was such a good boyfriend. I was fabulous. I was. I called her about once every other week when she was alone by herself <laughs> working on her PhD. I, was I remember saying, her I get- calling me crying one time, being like, "You need to. We need to communicate more." And I like, I think I laughed at her, and I was like, "I'm. She should have broke up with me." Yeah, it was a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, we, especially when you feel like you've so, been doing a good job on something and then you're called out on your shit and you like laugh or scoff. I'm just like, you remember what? yesterday when you scoffed at something. 
that really, really hurt me. Well, it just and felt- I lost my fucking shit. I mean, you were being obnoxious to me, and then I tried to give it back to you, but I forget. I could take it, but Amber can't. <laughs> well, because, but you, like, everybody who watches you knows, like, you don't dish it back on the evil, even playing field. I go straight to hell. You go straight <laughs> to fucking hell. So you'll, In like, my mind, and, like, and you're also inaccurate. Like, you'll critique something. You'll critique well, I'm being something. obnoxious. I'm being sarcastic. You're being obnoxious. So basically, being like, obnoxious. long story very, very short, like Ben was critiquing something that I wrote. <coughs> he was critiquing some of my comedic writing. And, and and he was basically implying in his body language and his speech, like, I mean, you're not that funny. And I was just like. I meant to be like, you're, you're like, doing, well, I mean, you, you're right. I was like, you know much. how much work I put into this. I wrote this and it was like, I really feel like this is good. And you were like, I mean, do, is it? I was like, I don't know if you need all of it. Yeah, I just, I. That was, no, nah, it wasn't I, that cute. I meant it to be cuter. I, no, you I just meant it out. to be mean. Just yeah. be honest. Yes. I was getting a lot of, like, I was asking you questions and you were implying that my questions were dumb. Well, now that you've watched Decision Fatigue, you know your questions were dumb. And then I felt I felt slighted, so I was like, all right, well, I mean, your writing's not clear. Your writing's not that good. Like Yeah, I mean, I don't understand it, so Right. It wasn't And how did that pay off for you? It was not good. I shouldn't we, be out either. Yeah, you were you were very hurt, um, rightfully so. But I need to, yeah, I need to f- figure out how to be kinder sometimes. Same. Yeah. Because I mean, when you went to hell, I went. <laughs> right. You went. You went out on the other side of the earth. <laughs> anyway, let's give advice on another letter. Another letter. <laughs> Boom. Our our relationships are best, and, and y'all's are too. All right. <clears throat> Here I go for real. We are just like a hot mess in the throat department. Dear Fly on the Wallin, I have a question regarding my relationship. My partner constantly retweets women's photos on Twitter. And I've mentioned to him how it bothers me and he doesn't understand why it does. My question is, am I overreacting to him retweeting females' pictures constantly? He speaks of me on his page here and there, but he also doesn't post me as much on there because he thinks people will bookmark the pictures. It's hard for me to understand the difference between if he could, if you can do it on Instagram and Facebook and so forth, why don't you why can't you do it on Twitter? Maybe it's a form of insecurity on my behalf, but I'm trying to make sure I'm not crazy in how I feel low-key disrespected. Subtext, I have a Twitter burner account that he doesn't know about. And that's and he still Oh, and that's how he still does it. I don't understand that. All right, I, I just I don't need to read more about this. I don't I don't need to read more. I'm so sorry for this person. Uh, I was going to make one to be petty to see if he would still do it if I had one. Oh, okay. Let's run this back. So basically, um, also this person says, P.S. I'm a big fan of y'all. The podcast brightens my day as I go through BS at work. Okay. I think what this person is saying is like, I made a burner account that he doesn't know of. And that's how I know he still does it. So apparently, like, he does, he's he's doing some shady stuff on Twitter. He's, he's showing her off on Instagram and Facebook, but on Twitter, he's posting her every now and then, but he's retweeting a lot of other girls' photos. It, it's just, it sounds like this whole relationship, I'm so sorry that you're in this kind of relationship because I've been in these relationships before. It's, like, one, grounded in distrust. It's grounded in, like, 
un, like lack of communication. Like it sounds like for you, you need to tell him why it makes you feel uncomfortable, why he like why he keeps retweeting other women's um, pictures. And the fact that you say female, I was like, okay, so are these like celebrities? Are these I don't like. I, are these just other women he finds attractive? Mm-hmm. And then why does that make you jealous? So you're experiencing jealousy and that's something you can talk about for, for me, this sounds like a, a really miserable relationship um, hmm. that I would not, that I I've been in these kinds of relationships before. Not now. Thank God. No jealousy here. Uh, but I'm also not retweeting other bitches on X. So females is bad, but bitch is good. Yeah, bitch is good. Oh, my God. What do you think about it, Amber? I don't know, because here's... I think we all have different rules for our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So it is unfathomable for you and I to be... Like, if you were on Twitter retweeting photos of um, other beautiful women... I cannot see myself being pressed about it. One, because I don't twiddle. I don't care. Um, but also, why? Um, I mean, you, you would would you want to know why? Like, why are you retweeting just all these beautiful women? Are you just like? Do you just like? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put myself in this person's like. Okay, if like, you why are, is he doing that? I I would definitely want to know why, but it, it's it's kind of like the some, porn. Make some of your own content, or I don't know. yeah, it's kind of the porn thing. It's like. I think it would upset most people if they found out their partner was paying like exorbitant amounts of money in porn. Not exorbitant. You also have access to those. Accounts. I do, and we watch porn together sometimes. Yeah. So that's why it's like it doesn't bother me because it's like I don't I don't think of that as cheating on me. I don't think mm-hmm. like I think we should all be pleasuring ourselves and prioritizing self care. And so like, and it doesn't matter to me like. Is he watching black women more versus white women? Like, I don't care. Like, that's your own private thing. But actually, what is he watching more? I mean, I just, I just, maybe I just don't have the time to care, but so. Decision so, fatigue. Decision or- fatigue. Right, right. Make a decision. You want black girls? Oh, uh, like, okay. But I, it is interesting that he is doing this in a capacity where he thinks you can't see it. There is definitely something deceptive going on. I don't think you're acting crazy. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think, think you're going crazy. I want to assure her of that because like it is hard sometimes when you feel like I'm the only person that does this or whatever. Even even earlier today, Ben said a comment to me regarding the uh the nudes conversation, right? Again, this conversation between me and Ben wasn't like super heated or anything. But I remember Ben saying something to the effect of like, you know, you're the only person that I know that even does stuff like this. And I'm like I, I know I'm not. I, I know I'm not. You're the only person I know w- well that would that will share to me that they send nudes. I don't actually know people like, right. Whereas who send nudes I was like, I know partners. these three friends of yours definitely be sending nudes. Like, yeah, probably, yeah. Right, but but in that moment, you feel crazy because you're like, there's no way in the world I'm the only wife I guess like the guys I know I don't know the guy friends I know I'm like no I've seen so many dick pics like this is I'm not the only one but they were my friends dicks that is correct to my knowledge I'm just kidding Um, but I I I would love to know like what picture if if he's retweeting like Halle Berry Gal Gadot like women that he could never like like he's not gonna come in contact with these women it's like 
who cares? But just, if it's, it's like just friends weird. of yours or something, like that's what it is for me. What's yeah, weird? I think it's just weird when people retweet just pictures of other people yeah. that they find I, attractive. You know, you know me. I still kind of don't. I was talking to Vinny about it two weeks ago, but I, I kind of I still don't really understand how Twitter works. I mean, I guess retweeting something is essentially saying, like, I agree with this. Yeah. I like this. I want this to be on my page, too. Or I maybe, like, it's this. like a style. Maybe if he's, like, if he's into fashion or something. But he's like, oh, these women are just beautiful. Here's all the women I find attractive. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Also sounds like a waste of time. Like, are you just... When I retweet or repost something, I'm like, I'm doing it because I like this person's content. Yeah. I'm doing it to make it fun of it or to parody it. I'm doing it to um, just to get an idea out there that I agree with. When people just like retweet a, a picture. Yeah, of, I, don't, like, I don't get that. Of, like, I don't know, a famous, beautiful person. Like, like Kim yeah. Kardashian. I'm like, yeah, Taylor okay, Swift, Beyonce. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... I don't think you're. I think but you are totally she, justified in in saying why. She said he does it constantly too. That's the word. Like that's um, that's weird. Yeah, I definitely think you are well within your right to ask your partner, like, not to stop doing it, but just say, like, hey, you know, you don't do this on Instagram. You you're not constantly resharing photos of women on Instagram or Facebook. I'm I'm curious as to why you're doing this on Twitter. I'm genuinely curious. As to why you see beautiful women and don't think it's enough to just like like the picture, like you have to also show other people how beautiful this person is. I'm not understanding why. Or just examine that feeling. Like where where is that? Is it jealousy? Like let then have a conversation about jealousy. Yeah. But I don't. And when people argue about what things are being posted or not posted on their partner's socials, are so strange to me. Yeah, it seems it's like, hard. It seems like a a long. Like our, I, it's a world that I know is important, and how our physical interactions with our partners have so much to do with the social media interaction we have with our partners, and how oftentimes your partner's social media presence is a direct reflection on you. And actually, now the friends that you have, their social media re- um, presence directly relates to you. Yeah, it'll be like, ooh, you, did you just soft launch your boyfriend or, or whoever? Ever, but. Anything. But even like any views, like anything at all. Like people people are going to approach you and be like, why is your boyfriend like reposting all these like other women? You yeah, know what I mean? Like I, That's true. Like your partner is. Yeah, yeah. Because social media is not just uh, a representation of your own ideas. It's also the representation of what other people are going to make assumptions about you and your friendships and all that social connections and sounds incredibly icky and complicated. I mean, because you want your friends and your peers to think that like, no, I chose like a really genuine good person that loves me and cares about me. So when your person is doing something icky or being very vocal about things that you're like, I do not agree with this at all. Like, Mm -hmm. so now people are going to think I'm, am you know I agree. I agree like birds this, of a yeah. feather flock together can you just sit still for a second for yeah. me i'm sorry when that when that was happening I, I, my head was like well, well let me ask you why do you think you're spinning from side to side i have to go pee oh good to know see i'm glad i asked okay all good with the letters yeah we're good with the letters enough of this all right the last segment of our show is called Shelfie. Ooh, 
Tina, Tina. <laughs> That's what you look like when you dance. Tina, uh, Tina Belcher. We love Bob's Burgers. It is the show that made us um, confess our love to each other. It is. What's the segment about, babe? We talk about books and movies and TV shows we've been reading, watching, listening to. And we're reading a book called You're Not Listening because we need to become better listeners. Yes. We need to grow as as relationship experts. We need to read books, synthesize the information so that you, listener, can become a better human. We need to grow and listen. Also, I uh, to just be better married people. Better married people. Yeah. I don't even want to be an expert. I just want to, like, just live the best life I can with you. Yeah. So just how do we do that? And this, I I think we've already learned like this book is like changing the way that we speak to each other. Minus yesterday's blow up. But other than that, we've been having a lot of really good days. I think yesterday was just like the combination of like wild teething. Us not like, it's like da 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 period. Like, you know, just so many things. Um, So yes, You're Not Listening is by Kate Murphy. And uh, you have right here, do you want me to tell you what you wrote right here? Yeah. About like what listening is. Um, You wrote, or you've extrapolated from the book rather, listening is about noticing hand motions, intonation of voice, asking open-ended questions. Um, I will Yeah, yeah, we could just go with that. Okay. That's the first thing that stuck out with me. And then we have an example that we had recently. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, uh, the big, a big part of this book is about listening and how to become a better listener. But what she makes the huge point at is that listening is not just hearing the words, but it's like picking up to intonation, um, eye contact, not even eye contact, but like how that person shifts their body when you say something like their grimace, how they, um, you know, reflect on a, on a certain tone. And there are many examples where Amber will say something directly uh, you want to share that example? I forgot what I wrote actually. Uh, the laundry. So one night, um, I, I had done so much laundry that day and I just needed Ben's help oh, yeah. like folding it. I needed help. I needed Ben's help like folding it and getting it in the closet. And I, and I want to say like, we have stairs in our house. And so, you know, we take the laundry from the top floor and then we go down to the bottom floor and it's up and down and up and down. So I had done about three or four loads of laundry of washing, drying, going up and down, up and down. And I get them all upstairs and I didn't get to finish folding all of them. So I was like, Ben, could you just fold the last of these? Cause I had to go out somewhere or I wanted to go out, you know, I was going out mm-hmm. and you started folding. Yeah. And then halfway through, I was like, I don't want to fold anymore. I want to just get in bed and read. I was like, can I can I do that, Amber? Can I finish this tomorrow? And Amber was like, I guess, which prior to Ben reading this book, I guess simply means yes, I guess means yes. But the when you're really listening to someone, the listening to her tone of voice, which was like deep sigh, I guess. And then also I, the the phrase, I guess does not mean yes. That means I'm too tired to say no and to argue with you. Right. Well, you know what was really happening in the moment? So not only had I done 80% of the job and I was just asking you to do 20% of it. I know, and I love you, but I know can I do this in the morning is almost code for I'm probably not going to do it in the morning either. You know, I'm like sometimes you'll off. be like, ah, I'll get to those dishes in the morning. And I'm like, 
He ain't getting to those dishes. Yeah. So I was really trying to ask myself, Amber, are you okay with the fact that you gave Ben 20%? He did 10% instead of 20. And that might be all he does. So that was the real question. It was like if 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 I knew you were gonna go to sleep and wake up the next morning and get right to those clothes, I think I would have been like, you know what, yeah, just get to them in the morning. But I just did not have the trust at the time. Probably still don't, just because I know how you move. You like to sleep in a little bit and then get your coffee and then take wild out, like things that have meaning, but those clothes would have just sat all day. So I was really asking myself in that moment, like, am I okay with Ben? not even completing the little task I asked him com- to complete. Yeah, that's that's everything she said with, I guess. Correct. Right? And so this whole book is really about listening to people and picking up those nuances. So I was like, okay, I, I called her out. I was like, okay, what do you mean by I guess? And then she actually said everything she just said to me. So um, I asked her, I was like, okay, I heard you say I guess. And then I got up and, and did it because I was really listening to her and, and I knew – that by listening to not only like her words, but also to the whole package, you actually get to the meaning of things a little bit better. Yeah. And this book is fantastic in dealing with that. I just did that. that. I was like, why are you shifting from side to side? Like you just, maybe maybe he'll cut it or something. But I was like, why are you shifting? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I have to pee. I was like, oh, we should pee. Yeah. Like, but I, before, I think, I think prior to listening to this story, I would have gotten home and been like, well, the last half of the show, you was shifting back and forth. Like, what, like oh, I, why, yeah, why can't you hold the seat? We, you, you, right, right. Well, I knew we were coming towards the end of the show, so I didn't want to take a break and, you know, come back and, you know. I know, but I think if the shoe was on the other foot, you would have told me, like, oh, go use the bathroom, you know? Yeah. So I'm no, trying to, to, like, uh, demonstrate the compassion that you demonstrate for me I do a lot more. demonstrate compassion. Yes. And, and Like I said, uh, yesterday was, like, the first time we yelled at each other and, like, I'm sure months. Yeah. I, I didn't do any yelling. You did all the yelling. Yeah, we yelled at each other. Yeah. And absolute, it's crazy how much abso- yelling at each other we were doing. Absolutely, I did not yell. I was I like. I mean, but you know I atoned. I was like, I want to like. Yeah, you felt I bad. don't know what was going on, but that was not okay. I, sh- I shan't talk to you like that. Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. It's just you're never that apologetic unless you really fucked up. I was I fucked up today too. Remember, I came home late from the gym because I was you taking forgot. my time in Jamba Juice or walking slowly to the car, checking yeah. a checking a, a Instagram DM here, and you were like, "We have to go to." Yeah, Wild's she forgot. Class. Usually, I forget things. Yeah. I got to start keeping track of these things. I think Amber forgets way more than I give her credit for. So I got to keep track. But here's but but here's the thing in in the spirit of listening. When I forgot today, what was my response? You're like, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize multiple times. Mm-hmm. When you forget, you're I like, well, we, do, we do so much on the calendar. It's always something on the calendar. Like you'll, I don't get you'll, excuses. You'll, you'll, you'll like mock the system. Me? Yes. Me? You? Yes. You'll, you'll be like mad at me that I'm mad at you. Absolutely not. I'm think- never mad at you for being mad at me. You're just like, well, she doesn't even need to be going to these classes. Like, I'm like, what? If I forgot. You also left. Um, oh, my God. Like all the wet Amber. I've been, I've been feeling sick. So she took uh, Wild to swim lessons and she left all of Wild's like wet 
towels and her wet your wet bathing suit her wet bathing and it stunk up the car I I know but you know why because after swim I took her to the grocery store so I could get tons of groceries Mm. so I was like been sick so let me let me take her out let me get groceries for the house yeah because I I forgot because I was doing other things for the house yeah but I'm not sitting here saying I didn't forget. I definitely forgot. Yeah. And, that's and the, the thing. car did stink because I, of me. I, I think that but. was a nice because I'm usually the one who goes and get the groceries and I take care of the house. And so when you have all these little tasks, you sometimes forget like the things they like little things will sort of fall in between yeah. when you have a lot of tasks. Um, but or, I was like, whatever. Um, it's, like, it's fine. It happens. We forget things. Like our friend Daniel was saying before the show, it's like if you're newer to the task, you you sometimes don't do it as yeah. smoothly. Like yeah. if, if if something happened where Ben was sick for another two weeks and then I had to like start cooking because we can't eat out every day. We've actually been eating out significantly less, to be honest with you, just like because of time and it's expensive. But like. If I was new to that task, like it's just not going to be done as smoothly yeah. as it, as it is when you do it. Yeah, and so there needs to be like a practice. little bit of grace, in the words of Ryan Mitchell, a little grace and space. If if we're picking up a new practice, and I think I needed to have that a lot more for you with all of this like career stuff that's happening very quickly because like that is still pretty like relatively new, you know, within like the last like two to three years of our relationship, like you having to like help me edit and be at photo shoots and like all these things, yeah. Yeah. But this book is definitely, I don't know, it's helping us to, um, sorry, I just read this note here that you said, it's about the co-construction of ideas, not constructing your own thoughts and puking them. So like, yeah. like a conversation, a conversation, a conversation is, is us co-constructing. Yes. And, and finding meaning, new meaning through our conversations, not me just puking out my ideas. But yeah. to truly listen to someone means that you're open to change your ideas. Right. You're open to challenge your own ideas. Or there was even this one notion in the book that talks about how sometimes it's like you don't know your partner as well as you think you do because like we've heard each other's we've heard yeah. all of each other's stories. Like nothing's new with us. And that's just not true. What's what the reality is is like when Ben and I do new experiences together, we learn new things about each other. And that's why so many times on this podcast even We'll be like, oh, I never knew that. Like, yeah. I'm learning this on the podcast with the listeners. It's like, well, because we never, like, structured a dialogue to talk about it. And also, we could just have been bad listeners is what she's, she suggests. Is. Like, at one point, she talks about, have you ever been out with your partner and your partner says something new to someone? And, you're, and you realize, oh, I never knew that about my partner. Right. And she's like, well, maybe you're a bad listener. Yeah. And this person who's listening to your partner, truly listening, is going to extract new information. Because great listeners are not people who just nod and make eye contact and are active listening. No. Great listeners extract information and get the people that they're listening to to tell them things. She gives these wonderful historical examples of Lyndon B. Johnson doing that, LBJ, the president who was known for, you know, playing both Republican and Democratic sides pretty well. Mm-hmm. Or this like CIA, uh, yeah, the guy CIA guy who's like a really good like listener. he's honestly like it's not like I, I'm good at listening. That's how yeah. I can extract help and manipulate find terrorists people. and yeah, yeah. Hate, make people confess because I just walk into the room and I'm like, tell me your story. Yeah. Yep. And it's I amazing. listen intently. It's a it's an incredible book. Do you think you've also been listening to people like besides me better this week? Absolutely. Yeah, I've been finding that too. Like really just looking them and, and honestly being like, okay, yeah, what 
Yeah. What's up? Like, and, and they talk about away from this bad yeah, boy right your, here your because She's when you got to when you got to eat with yes, thank you for that for the listeners when you go out to eat with friends and I, I remember on one page Kate Murphy talking about like how people's phones sit on the table like a like a place setting mm. like it's, it's another fork it's another spoon and so I've been like I, I typically am not on my phone a lot when I'm out and about with people anyway because I'm on the phone all freaking day but now I'm just like hyper aware of where my phone is when I'm interacting with other people like like, I don't even need to check the time, like, unless they go to the bathroom. But I th- I feel like when we go around, like, family or friends sometimes, now I'm so hyper aware of everybody's phone being out. It's a, it disrupts or, inter- yeah. information. It disrupts spontaneity. It disrupts true human connection, which is what this book explores. Or one thing she said also in the book, uh, I know we're about to close, but one thing that was really interesting to me was the part about, like, Let's say I want you to see a video or something. Mm-hmm. I could just describe the video to you. Yeah, I, I could do that with my words. I could do yeah. that with my intonation. But what we do is like, oh my god, I saw this funny. You know, let me just show it to you. You know, and then that stops the flow that could have been the co-construction of ideas, which is what she was talking about. So yeah. I think I think this book is changing our relationship. Yeah, it's a good Making one. I want to read more relationships uh, books with you. Yeah, and then we can write our own relationship books and mm-hmm. then sell it to people and become like. You know, no, I don't want gatekeeper to... boss girl, gatekeep gaslight boss girl and girl boss. Yes, yes, yes. Gatekeep girl, girl Ga- boss. Gatekeep. Gaze, gatekeep. Gatekeep girl bossing. Uh, gatekeep. Yeah. Anyway, we'll sell you our relationship book for relationship happiness. At promo code. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Fly on the Wallin. It's going to be me and my main man here next week. We will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye, cousins. You know they're from TikTok because those laughs keep you coming because they're wildin' all the time. Before wild throws a tantrum, listen to our silly anthem because they're wildin' all the time. Does a dance to please a place And Ben reads books while serving looks Wild is wildin' all the time Fly, fly, hold oh, up Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.